Hi, this is Stuart Hardy with All In Sports Outreach, and I'm so excited for you to hear episode number 88 of our podcast. Today, you're going to hear from an incredible young man named Jackson Henderson. He's originally from Selma, Alabama, currently entering his senior year at Auburn University, a member of their baseball team. Just just an incredible young man, incredible heart for making Christ known, using baseball as that platform to share the gospel. So without further delay, let's jump right into it. Well, thanks for joining me today, Jackson. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. You bet. So I usually start these off with some background information. So if you don't mind, just start us off a little bit about um, who you are, where you grew up, a little bit about your family. Uh, yeah, I uh, grew up my whole life in uh, Selma, Alabama. I uh, have two younger brothers. Um, that are 18 and 12 now, uh, Gunner and Cade, and uh, my parents, Alan and Carrie. Uh, grew up always uh, just being outside with my brothers, uh, played sports whatever season it was, uh, just just staying active. We always got along really well. Uh, I'd say they're definitely my best friends. We um, were really close. Uh, my middle brother, Gunner, he uh, – he just signed a contract with the uh, Orioles, so he uh, he's down in Florida right now doing with um, extended uh, what's it called rookie ball. Yeah, and uh, my youngest brother Cade, he's uh, about to be in seventh grade, so uh, he'll be in middle school, and he's excited about that. So I bet that's awesome. So, young. did you? Is your? I know your family's real active. Um, in the local church there in Selma. So at what point, growing up in, a, in the church and family of faith, at what point did you decide, you know, you needed that personal relationship with Jesus? Uh, I got baptized in third grade. Uh, grew up just knowing I wanted to be a part of a Christian faith. I um, always tried to do the right thing, but I never really felt God's presence and really felt like I began to grow with him until um, I'd say 10th grade. Just um, really felt a, a deeper connection there. And I uh, feel like it was a good time for that. It set a, a good, firm foundation for college. I know some days are better than others with trials and tribulations and stuff like that. But I um, really felt like that, that point in my life helped me um, prepare for later times. That's awesome. And we'll talk a little bit more about faith in a minute. I'm going to get back to some sports. Um, but right now, you know, you're in the middle of playing college baseball and as we're recording this in summer league. So what point did you decide that, because uh, you mentioned you played all sports, you know, based on whatever season, what point did you decide to focus just on baseball? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I kind of got started late on – or compared to everybody else on uh, pursuing baseball as a post-high school thing. Uh, the end of my 11th grade year, I began playing travel ball again for the first time, like five or six years. And I was obviously way behind the curve um, mm. comparatively just because I hadn't been exposed to uh, quality competition. I just uh, hadn't really made my mind up. So 11, I'd say the end of my 11th grade year, I started pursuing it, and um, senior year, I, I got a little interest from some schools in football, uh, kind of toyed with that a little bit, but I, I just knew my heart was at baseball, so it was 
I guess towards the end of my senior year, that's when I knew, but I started toying with it in my 11th grade year. And so you mentioned uh, getting some interest in football, but really focused on baseball. So you ended up playing two seasons, junior college baseball, and then walking on at Auburn. So talk about that process of getting recruited out of high school to junior college and ultimately ending up at, at Auburn. Oh, well, like I said, we, we kind of got a late start on it. So uh, my dad and I would call junior colleges just to set up tryouts. I think we scheduled north of 10. Uh, we'd go to a bunch of different showcases. and um, Nothing really ever came out of them. I mean, I did well at some. I did bad at some. They, they would usually just give me the same old story. And um, so I ended up having no offers. And uh, when I went and tried out LBW, it just felt like home which is uh, – it was the greatest decision I ever made. Uh, obviously, I, I wasn't sure if I still wanted to play baseball because I couldn't receive any any real interest. And uh, it, it was a fit from the start. I didn't know anybody there, but I just I just felt like that, that was where I was supposed to go. And so, prayed about lightning, it, it worked out really well. Awesome. So, what led you to Auburn? Um, well, it was always my dream school. That was, that was really the whole point of going to junior college. I always just really wanted to set myself up to possibly be able to play at Auburn. I know it was a little far-fetched of a dream, but that was, that was the goal in mind. I, um, did really well my junior year. I mean, I guess called your junior year, but my first year in college. And I thought I was set up well to do well my, uh, my next year and my second year, I just really struggled at the plate. Um, didn't go how I wanted it to at all. Uh, looking back, I think it was a blessing. I only had uh, one offer coming out of junior college. It was AUM. And so it was pretty much that, take that or uh, walk on at Auburn. And so I was just, I tried my luck and uh, fortunately made it. So I think it was a good thing because if I would have done really well and got some interest from other schools I probably wouldn't have wanted to walk on at Auburn and so I ended up being able to play it where I always dreamed of so I think it made me a better player going through that struggle and uh, I got where I dreamed of being so I think it worked out really well that's awesome and you can't mention uh, Auburn baseball without talking about this past season I mean a dream season um, first year at Auburn you get the experience um, an unbelievable run through the regionals, super regionals, and then, then Omaha. Talk about the experience of going to Omaha. Uh, it was it was everything you dream of as a kid. Uh, didn't really know what to expect coming into the season. Never never been a part of an SEC baseball team. Uh, we had a uh, had a really good start to open up the season. Then um, towards the end, we kind of got beat up. I mean, the SEC schedule was really really tough. Obviously, yeah. uh, finished I think eight in the regular season. Um, our last series at LSU, we had to uh, steal at least one game from them. And uh, down in Baton Rouge, that's, that's a, not an easy task. And uh, we ended up winning one in late innings the last game on a Sunday afternoon, stole one from them just to keep our postseason hopes alive. Then uh, we had a playing game in the SEC tournament against Tennessee and snuck that one out too just to be able to get into a regional. So uh, – we win that game against Tennessee and then lose the next two. And so we're, our, our team was the last name to be called. 
on uh, selection Monday, I think. Even though we were a two seed, uh, everybody was kind of looking around a little bit when we were the last team to be called. But uh, so we got called to Georgia Tech. Everybody was kind of excited because a lot of our players were from Georgia and uh, it felt like a home series kind of. And we had played Georgia Tech twice in the year previous to that. And uh, we owed them a little something and we swept through that. Uh, walked one game off. That was pretty cool. And so uh, we we had a little little confidence rolling in North Carolina. Uh, we were all kind of shocked that we won, but um, still really poised and confident because we we knew we were getting hot at the right time. And um, you know, it took two or three from North Carolina, so we were we we're all just kind of in shock that we were going to Omaha because you know every kid dreams of that. But um, oh, absolutely, it always seems far fetched and. Uh, so everybody's just on cloud nine, just really excited. Um, the experience was awesome. You got you got treated like a superhero all week. The, the fans were just extremely passionate. It's the loudest baseball stadium I've ever been in. I can't I think imagine. We had 27,000 against Mississippi State. Uh, Father's Day night, you couldn't beat the, the atmosphere. That was the coolest thing I've ever been a part of. So. And now, I mean, you finished in Omaha, and now you're playing some summer ball in Ohio with an organization called Athletes in Action. Talk about how you got connected with Athletes in Action and just, you know, what it's like playing in Omaha with them. Right. Um, yeah, towards the end of the season, I knew that I wanted to, you know, go off somewhere and play summer ball. And uh, my coaches gave me a few options. And uh, our team chaplain, Scott Shepard, he came up to me one day just asking what my plans were and he talked to me about this team right here that he was a part of and uh, it's pretty much the same the same goals as everybody else uh, college baseball wants to better themselves and face good competition go somewhere in the country that you've never been before um, but the difference was that uh, this team was profound about their faith we shared to other teams uh, the gospel and a uh, different testimonies of different players, um, your VBS, uh, baseball camps. We're going to play with a, um, some prison, uh, inmates next week and just kind of sharing the gospel with them. But yeah, it's been awesome so far. The staff is really cool. The, the teammates are super welcoming and really nice. We showed up, um, another guy that's, that plays for Auburn, Jared Eaton. He's, he came up here with me and they've been really welcoming since we showed up late. Um, it's been good competition. We have team time uh, several days a week before, which is just kind of talking as a team about um, our faith and touchy subjects that uh, don't really get hit a lot because mm-hmm. college is a weird age and it's kind of hard to touch uh, certain subjects. And we we really hit those hard, and it's it's been a good growing point uh, on the field and especially off the field. So. It's been the best of both worlds so far. That's awesome. We get to play baseball, but I I, I, I didn't realize y'all did the VBS, the camps, and even going into the prison. That's that that that's awesome. So I want to ask you a question. Um, I know you're probably getting tired of this, but uh, you mentioned your brother um, getting drafted pretty high with the Orioles, signed with the Orioles. He was signed to play with Auburn. Um, so y'all were going to get to be teammates um, in college, but um, after some family time of prayer and decided that the right thing to sign with the Orioles. So talk about seeing your younger brother get drafted and 
you know, what kind of emotions that brings um, when your, your, your little brother's living out probably a dream of yours as well um, to go play, play in the big leagues. And he gets drafted at age 17. So talk about that as the older brother. Uh, yeah. Um, I was very excited for him throughout the whole process. Um, it just kind of snowballed and kept getting bigger and bigger. Like, Hey, he may, he may actually get to take this, this, uh, MLB opportunity. And, um, yeah, I was really excited for him. Uh, it was obviously a high pressure situation with, uh, you know, the choice at hand, but I mean, it's a very blessed position to be in. He, um, he handled it better than I could have ever imagined anybody handling it. He was about as calm as he could be. Um, I think it'd been really cool to be teammates, but I, I told him whenever it happened that I couldn't be more proud of him. And, uh, mm. I thought that he should, uh, do whatever he felt led to do, but I thought he should, I thought he should take the draft. And that's what I told him. And he said that me telling him that really helped him out with the uh, decision. And I know he made the right decision. So I couldn't be more proud of him. Uh, I know that he's always worked extremely hard and he's very deserving of it. And uh, if you'd have told me 10 years ago that he would have been drafted the first pick in the second round, I would have believed you. I always, always knew he was a really special athlete. So um, not really surprised, but super happy for him. That's awesome. That is good. Is there a, um, in your playing career, an athlete or two, just from pure athletics, that just really stands out to you? Uh, well, obviously my brother, I think, I always think the highest of him. Um, say Tanner Burns is probably the best pitcher I've ever uh, been on the same team as. He um, He's always got electric stuff. And then uh, probably the, the best hitter I've ever seen was Matthew Christian. He uh, played junior college two years with him. Um, he could hit the ball about as far as anybody I've ever seen. Um, super nice guy as well. Um, I would I would definitely say those those two guys and my brother were probably the coolest athletes to be around. What do you think so far? I know um, still got some baseball ahead of you, but what would you say is your greatest memory or accomplishment so far? Um, I'd probably say the coolest thing, was, other than making the Auburn team, which was just the biggest dream I had as a kid, uh, the second game of the year, it was opening weekend against uh, Georgia Southern. We had a lot of fans that day. Uh, I came in the pinch run, and I believe it was the bottom of the ninth, and we were down one and uh, ended up scoring the game-time run, which was it was probably the coolest experience I've ever had. Um, most fans I've ever been in front of at that point, my whole body was numb. So it was, it was a really cool feeling to score that run. That is cool. What about, okay, let's flip it a little bit. What about, I don't want to use disappointment. What's your greatest challenge so far? Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, I would, I would definitely say my sophomore year at junior college, or I think it's called your senior year, but my second year at junior college, uh, I really, really felt like I was in a good position and I ended up struggling really badly at the plate. And looking back, it was, it was a really good thing. It happened. I don't think I'd be where I am now if I wouldn't have struggled that hard, but, um, uh, yeah, I just – I beat myself up a lot. Um, just knew I could do better, but things just weren't falling my way that year. Just questioned myself a lot, but a lot of growth came out of that. So that would definitely be my biggest uh, disappointment, I would say. Yeah. So let me ask you 
kind of the role of sports and culture. No secret that um, culture is very divided. Not going to get into politics, but um, sports has a unique way, I think, of bringing people together when there could be some vision of along race, socioeconomics, politics, religion. How have you seen in your playing career uh, when those differences are there, have you seen being a part of sports kind of tear those walls down and remove that? Uh, yeah, uh, sports is, I always felt like it was a great platform to uh, just kind of put your tensions and differences in the rearview mirror, uh, just putting everything aside uh, and just have, have something else that you're, you're all joined together and play hard for. Uh, I always felt like it was a great platform to share the gospel too. Uh, Sports is just a, a great way to escape reality for a lot of people, a great way to find common grounds with others. I always felt like uh, in fellowshipping with them and meeting people that you'd never meet outside of hmm. sport. And that's uh, the connections you make, uh, finding stories completely different from yours, uh, very similar to yours. I always felt like that was a really cool aspect. It wasn't really inside the lines of the sport, but it came with the sport, and it was – really cool part I always felt like that's good stuff good so now some I want to ask you for some advice for well a lot of our listeners are student athletes and coaches so um, it's not always easy Mm -hmm. um, to live out your faith and be bold and and like you said earlier sports is a platform it can be used for good or bad Um, so what would you say to that student athlete or coach that really wants to use their platform to, to share the gospel? How would you encourage them to do that? Uh, yeah, obviously having your faith in the, uh, in the right place is, uh, is a major part of uh, being successful, doing things the right way. I would say um, it's kind of hard to stand out if you follow the crowd. Um, it's, it's, not, it's really never going to be easy to um, try to be a person of faith and be, a, be the best athlete or, or coach you can be. Uh, you'll never regret working hard. That's one thing that junior college taught me, uh, just outworking everybody. And uh, you'll never have regret in that aspect. Uh, And just not letting that be an excuse uh, for someone having more talent than you or more gifted, just outworking them. Uh, that's, That's a few of the big principles that I've been instilled that just there's never an excuse for someone to be more hardworking and uh, just doing things that aren't easy, especially uh, being a person of faith. It's, it's easy to get sucked into uh, society and uh, what looks to be appealing and uh, what's really not. And just discerning between those two and really following God is, is a really big key, I believe. Yeah, that's good. I like that, that it's, um, it's hard to stand out. If you're following the crowd, I like that. That's a good reminder for anybody. Right. So a lot of people have, um, they call it a life verse or or favorite scripture. So I was going to ask you if you have one or maybe one that God's shown you recently that you'd share with us. Uh, Yeah. uh, Recently, um, just trying going in my senior year, just trying to get everything uh, orderly. Obviously I have, Baseball, a huge passion, but after school, you have to um, 
kind of figure out your life too. And it's a, it's a lot of thinking. And I came across a verse the other day and it, uh, it's Philippians four, six and seven. It said, um, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with Thanksgiving, presenting your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. Um, that really hit hard with me. Uh, just talking about no matter what you're thinking about or, um, what you have on your plate, just praying about it. And, uh, just kind of clearing your mind and heart for, um, for God and letting him control it and just saying you're here for him and, uh, not trying to control everything yourself. It's been, that's been really good. That's very good. I like that. That's one of my favorite scriptures. I often forget about it. Um, it's, it's easy, um, said than done, but yeah, just to fully trust him and, uh, and understand that he's going to give us that peace that we need and, but I'm, you know, like many, I'm a control freak. Um, right. I feel like my, my way is always a little better. To tell myself. Yes. Yeah. Right, right. That's a, it's a daily choice to say um, it's not my life, it's yours. So. That's right. That's a, that's a valuable lesson to learn. It's a, it's a hard lesson. It's, uh, it's very valuable. That's right, yeah. I always just have to tell myself that um, – whether I like it or not, his plan is always better than mine. If I would just get out of the way, um, it, you know, it, things go smoother when, when we remove ourselves. That's good. Exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah. So one last question. Um, two words that are real big in sports, all in. Um, you know, you, you hear it all over sports, and we all know what it means, giving your all. But it's very clear in Scripture that if we're a follower of Christ, Jesus asked us to be all in. So let me ask right. you, in a practical sense, um, Jackson, what does that look like in your daily life to be all in for Christ? Oh uh, yeah, this this past year, that that phrase has really uh, kind of been a mindset that I've tried to instill. Uh, it's just um, I really have a big fear of kind of holding back a little bit, and um, and like like what we were talking about earlier, kind of controlling your own life. Uh, just taking a leap of faith with God and just trusting him with it has and, and seeing it pay off um, really makes being all in a lot easier. Um, I try to, I try to be all in with uh, just schoolwork, my degree studying, uh, obviously baseball, not, not taking that UM and going all in with my luck to uh, go after my dream school. Um, just, just following God and not, not trying to control some things in your life and letting him have other parts, just giving him your all and everything you have um, to all your friends and stuff, your social life, being all in, being a genuine person, not, not being a people pleaser, um, just whoever you may come across. Um, just really applying that to all facets has, uh, has been a, been a hard lesson to learn um, a lot of ups and downs through that, but it's a, it's a great lesson to learn and just realizing that God's plans are bigger than anything we had in store for ourselves um, has been a huge part too. Yeah, absolutely. That's good stuff. Hey, I know, um, I know you got a lot going on with uh, summer ball. Um, so I appreciate you um, taking, taking a few minutes to, to talk to us and share a little bit about your journey. And uh, it's always fun, at least for me to connect with people from Selma, being from Selma, 
been been gone for a while, but I always enjoy connecting with with people from Selma. And it doesn't hurt that you play baseball for for Auburn and wear the orange and blue. So um, War Eagle. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. War Eagle. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. I hope you enjoyed listening to Jackson as much as I enjoyed talking to him. Just his his heart for others, his heart for the gospel, and and, and making Christ known through the sport of baseball, and especially this summer with Athletes in Action doing um, not just playing baseball games, but hosting Vacation Bible School, baseball camps, going into prisons and sharing testimonies just for for the purpose of making Christ known through sports. And we know that sports is a way that unites us. The one thing I really liked was uh, the question about encouraging a student-athlete or a coach to use their platform of athletics to be bold. Just a simple answer that he said that it's, it's hard to stand out if you're following the crowd. And it's easy to follow the crowd, but Jesus asked us to take a stand, to be bold. And it's hard to do that if we're following others. The only person we should be following is Jesus Christ. So thank you again to Jackson for that, for that good word um, about standing out. But also, you should be the hardest working person. He, he talked about outworking everybody. If you're a believer in Christ, the Bible is very clear about work ethic. People should know you're a follower of Christ by the way you work, by the way you act, by the way you speak. And he talked about a, a daily mindset of letting God control your life. Don't worry about what other people think. Don't be a people pleaser, but just that wake up every day with that mindset that you're going to trust God with everything, total control. And then he he did he shared us a, a great scripture. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 about do not be anxious for anything, but with thanksgiving present your request to God. Just a, just a powerful word, one that I needed to hear at that very moment we were recording that. So thank you again to Jackson for sharing his heart. Thank you for you listeners, for listening, for sharing this episode with a family member or a friend. I would encourage you, if you have not already, Hit the subscribe button. Whatever podcast platform you utilize to listen, hit the subscribe button and listen to the previous 87 episodes and then get automatic downloads for all the exciting episodes we have coming. We have a lot coming, a lot headed your way. So again, thank you for your your prayers, your encouragement, your support. And lastly, we always love to hear from you. We have a lot of interaction through our social media, through our Facebook page, All In Sports Outreach, or Twitter, all underscore IN317. Look us up on Twitter. A lot of um, great feedback and great interaction, great conversation via social media. So thank you for reaching out. Thank you for encouraging us. But most of all, thank you for praying. And don't forget our website, allinsportsoutreach.org. You can find out who we are, why we do what we do, opportunities to pray for us, to serve with us, and to give. Thank you again for listening. Thank you for your constant um, support, encouragement, and prayers.